0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details.
1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter... giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. (laughs)
3: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: What up? Welcome in. This is the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb. In for calling Cowherd. Herd. Listening to the iHeartRadio app on Fox Sports Radio or FoxSportsRadio.com. Welcome in. It's Tuesday. Uh, Week one of college football really kicks off Thursday. Florida, Utah is Thursday, it's not. So we're getting closer and closer. This is cut down day in the NFL. And maybe, maybe it's D-Day for the Jonathan Taylor situation with the Indianapolis Colts. We hear something, you'll be the, uh, well, you won't be the first to know. You'll be one of the first. We'll as soon as we get information, we'll share it with you. Uh, let's dive in, though, to something that uh, Dalvin Cook had to say in regards to the Jets. Now, obviously, the Jets have replaced, I don't know, the Browns in previous years in terms of most discussed offseason teams. And, uh, you know, Dalvin's been close. He's been in the playoffs with the Minnesota Vikings previously. He comes over after signing as a free agent. He told the New York Post on Monday. I think it's very realistic. He's talking about the chances of making a Super Bowl. Obviously, you look at the roster, you look at the people we've added, the things that we've already had. Just combining that and one, I think there's something to be excited about. we got to go out there and do our part. Now, I think it's very reasonable to say uh, there's, there's parallels in some ways to Tampa. Some ways to Tampa. Well, I'm talking about when Tampa won the Super Bowl with with Tom Brady. And, and I actually believe that when Tampa beat Green Bay, that was a big part of the seeds that were planted for Aaron Rodgers to one out. Right? I actually think it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers. I think Russell Wilson the same. Because two weeks later, they're at the Super Bowl, and Russell Wilson was sitting there with Roger Goodell. And they're both watching a late 30s quarterback go to a franchise that has a lot of talent, but this just didn't have a quarterback that could put it all together. And then, if you remember, at the end of that Tampa win in Green Bay, in front of remember that was COVID year, so there wasn't a full crowd. But Brady takes off his helmet, and you know he looks like a million bucks. Rogers takes off his helmet, and I mean he just looked like the oldest man on earth. Brady, I'm sorry, Brady's in his 40s at that time, and Brady looks you know, like his early 30s. And, I mean, really, Aaron Rodgers looked like a cowboy who'd been sleeping out in the range for nights on end. And you you look over and you're like, this this guy, are you kidding me? The weather's better. You get more control of a different organization because you come in as a winner, as a Hall of Famer. You get to kind of do it your own way. You get to pick who you surround yourself with. Uh, obviously one big difference is Bruce Arians had had success as a head coach previously, more success as an offensive coordinator uh, and quarterback coach, you know, in terms of the guys, the Roethlisberger's, the Manning's, the, the Kurt Warner's that he had dealt with previously. So he had a little bit more equity in within the league as opposed to Robert Sala. But there, the, the jets have, whether they've drafted well or just drafted high, you know, so many of these teams that we've seen now become successful teams. The the Chiefs were good, and then you part with Alex Smith, you bring in a, a superstar quarterback, and they become great. But let's let's take them and set them aside. Right? The Bengals, bad for, you know, almost the the year before they drafted Burrow Going the last two weeks of the season, they had the worst defense statistically in the history of the league. Bengals have been bad for a while, drafted high for a while. The difference was, I mean, remember, early on, they wanted to get rid of Zach Taylor. And Burrow getting hurt early probably helped them because they got the draft high yet again. But, I mean, there's no secret. that, That helped them get Jamar Chase. But there's no real secret there. You draft in the top 10 for multiple years. And eventually, you think you're going to figure it out. Jacksonville's the latest of that. You draft relatively well for years. You load up on talent. And then you get a high-level quarterback. And then, oh yeah, by the way, that high-level quarterback is on a rookie contract and you just take off. That's what happened to the Bills. So the Tampa was close. I mean, they just, Jameis couldn't stop turning it over. But they had a lot of talent, and you just get the right guy in that spot. Now, that's what the Jets have. The Jets have talent. Obviously, questions with the offensive line, and there were questions with the offensive line with, with Tampa. They they drafted Tristan Wirfs that same year that they end up taking, uh, getting Tom Brady. And the Jets are still trying to figure out the jigsaw puzzle that is Makai Becton and where to put him. But I don't think it's unreasonable. The difference is the AFC stacked. The difference is that division stacked. The difference is, man, their schedule is a beast. But if you remember for Tampa, you know, people want to talk about the four-game winning streak they put together at the end of the season. Two of those wins were against Atlanta, who was terrible. They beat all non playoff teams, but it got their confidence going, got them together, and then I mean they they beat the Packers, but that was kind of survival. Remember they they really survived against the Saints who had swept them in the regular season. Saints have the ball in their in in Tampa Territory fumble. So there were some things that went their way, but I don't think it's crazy to think. If things go right, the Jets could be right there and they do have Aaron Rodgers. The the issues with it are man that offensive line you know makes me nervous. And outside of Aaron Rodgers, what is the who are the culture of winning guys they have? And I guess you could say the same thing for Tampa. But the division is far tougher than that Tampa team, yes, New Orleans was good. But Atlanta was not. Carolina was not. There are no easy games in the AFC East. And their out-of-AFC East schedule is really difficult. But I don't think it's crazy. I wouldn't label them a favorite. I wouldn't say they're going to be there. I wouldn't go all Jason McIntyre and start buying tickets to Vegas for the Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean it's not a... It's not plausible. It's not possible. It's possible. Likely? No, but it's more likely that they make the playoffs, that they're really competitive, than it is than they fall completely apart. Um, again, but things have to go right. Dalvin Cook has to stay healthy. And one of the reasons that he was available for as long as he was available is, didn't he have a bum shoulder? And, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Colin has been on this. And I, I've been the, the, the biggest defender of Aaron Rodgers throughout his career. But Colin's been on this. He's been right. When Aaron Rodgers is in a good place and he's motivated and he's having fun, like, he's awesome. Awesome. There's no way you can watch hard knocks and go like, man, I kind of get that. I kind of like Aaron Rodgers. But when things are not great, when adversity strikes – when he's constantly got guys in his face, when he doesn't love the things being sent in from the sideline, oh yeah, we're all everyone's on the same page in August. Are you on the same page in late October into November? That's the question, and it's a it's a very very fair question. I'm Doug Gollybin for Colin. This is the herd Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio Radio app. Uh, we got herdline news. I thought it also what Bill Belichick said. We'll we'll share with you later on this hour is completely understandable and it's a it's a philosophical difference from some franchises and how it plays out will be interesting. But coming up next, Jake Butt's going to join us. Of course, he was a star at Michigan. We'll get his thoughts on what Jim uh, on the Jim Harbaugh suspension, on what Jim Harbaugh has said and can this Michigan team take the next step? Right? First step was Beating Ohio State. Then you got to do it again. All right. Now, can you win in the college football playoff? Can you win a national championship? And can you do it when you don't have your head coach the first three games? We'll discuss next in The Herd. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven
3: days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand
0: whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is...
1: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy. 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D.
5: And embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere.
4: Get tickets now. Doug Gottlieb for Collins the herd Fox Sports Radio iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. Um, Look, there's lots of going on, obviously in the NFL, and we'll get you to herdline news. Probably some of the names that are cut. You'll be you'll not be surprised, not be surprised at the number of former Saints who are now Broncos, part of uh, what we like to call the rabbi in the room. We'll get to that upcoming. But first, let's talk some college football. Jake Butt joins us. Of course, he was a star at Michigan and uh, then the NFL where knee injuries derailed his career. Now he covers uh, college football for the Big Ten Network. and He's kind enough to spend some time this year in the herd on Fox Sports Radio. Jake, um, before I get to what Harbaugh said about uh Revenue sharing with players. Let me first get your thoughts on the suspension. It was supposed to be four games. It was during the COVID year stuff. Then there were no games. Now it's three games. How do you think this affects this Michigan team that Harbaugh won't be the head coach the first three weeks of the season?
3: Jake, sleepwalk oh, to a victory. They should be able to sleepwalk to a victory regardless. But as, as, when you think about this, I look at this in the bigger picture and say, for for as we go into the season, Michigan is the hunted, right? They are the favorite to win the Big Ten now. They, they were the hunter. And with that in mind, this is a great test, especially knowing Jim Harbaugh won't be on the sideline. How well prepared are these guys to take on all the weight that they're carrying on their shoulder as being the favorites? And look, they haven't won a playoff game, and a number of people in sports media are picking them to win the national championship. So without their coach on the sideline, we're going to get the chance to see the maturity and the leadership, especially early in the season, on how they handle it. This this team should be able to lead themselves and call their own plays to a 3-0 start.
4: All right, what's different about this year from last year?
3: Just, I, I think the main thing is, is, look, it's the quarterback position. You go into last season, and, and at this point in the year, it was – Jim Harbaugh made the announcement that Cade McNamara was going to start week one and J.J. was going to start week two. So there was some question marks there. And and it was also year one of Jesse Minter's defense and year one replacing Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo as the edge rushers. Well, now we know that defense is going into year two with Minter, and I think the defense is going to be fine. They called it a no-star defense. Everyone stepped up last year. They'll be one of the best in the country once again this year. But now, for the first time, I mean, Doug, you've been covering the sport for a while. When was the last time we went into a season and were this confident about the quarterback position for the Michigan Wolverines? I think the sky is the limit for J.J. The only limits he has from a production standpoint is that Jim Harbaugh wants to run the ball 30, 40 times a game. I think if Michigan wants to win a national championship or at least compete for one, even though they can run the ball 30 times a game and sleepwalk to 40-point victories, I think maybe you sacrifice some of that margin of victory and let J.J. air it out 25 times a game early in the season to just kind of put some deposits in the bank. You'll need to draw on that, especially if you meet Georgia in the playoffs or, against some of the better teams in the country. You can't just dominate every single team on your schedule running the ball.
4: I, I couldn't agree with you more, right? Like, this is what we've been waiting on for Michigan, right, where you have consistency. They seem to have the, the speed defensively uh, to keep up with, with, the, with the SEC schools. And now the next step is – you're going to have to be – you can't be conservative offensively and just kind of ground and pound. You're going to have to let your quarterback win some games for you, and the best way to do that is let him win some games early in the year so that you know you 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 know you can always line up and, and ground and pound and shorten the game, but can you play from behind and maybe, maybe sometimes almost play as if you're playing from behind against more talented teams even though you're playing against inferior talents. Is, is that the philosophy?
3: Oh, 100%. And and listen, you look at this and you, you set the, you set the boundaries with the floor and the ceiling. The floor is extremely high for this team. Like you just said, like I just said, they got the best running back room in the country, a veteran offensive line. They can hand the ball off and probably go. There's, I mean, they did it against Ohio State too. They could probably go undefeated and win the Big Ten championship being heavy, heavy run. But once you get to the playoffs like you saw against TCU last year, like you saw against Georgia the year before, especially against Georgia, you're not just gonna physically dominate that front. But even TCU, you struggled to run the ball in the first half when you went into that game expecting it was gonna be an easy sailing day rushing the ball. And all of a sudden you're you're kind of back on your heels because you didn't you didn't put enough deposit throughout the season to give JJ the confidence and It showed early, but once the second half came around, you saw J.J., even though it wasn't a perfect game, you saw that natural playmaking ability come about. And as I look at this team, too, they have some solid pieces at receiver. There's no Marvin Harrison Jr. or Mecca Ibuka, but we need to find out how good. what's the ceiling for that group. What's the ceiling for this passing game? And that's how we'll set the ceiling for the bigger picture for this team as a whole.
4: Jake Butt joining us here uh, in the herd. Let me play for you something that Jim Harbaugh said yesterday in regards to uh, sharing revenue with players. Take a listen. We have to try to make it work, and we do.
3: We have to
4: try to make it work. We have to try to make it better,
2: and right now, the current status quo is unacceptable and won't survive. In my opinion, we capitalize on the talent who should pay the talent for their contributions to the bottom line. I'm calling for a system that is fair, equitable,
5: and benefits all involved. Don't exclude the student-athletes from the profits.
2: You can't say you're about diversity, equity, and inclusion if you aren't willing to include the student-athletes in revenue
4: sharing. Oh, okay, that, that sounds really yeah. good like on a stump speech. But first, yeah. like, aren't all the players already getting paid? Yeah, they are. They are, but uh, how are they getting paid?
3: You know, it's through boosters and collectives, and, and it's not. It's certainly not a revenue share. Let's let's just call this what this is, right? It's not amateur sports. This is big business, and it's big business that's growing exponentially. Think about how we used to consume content. We would, you know, live TV. We, we'd watch all the different networks. Nowadays, there that that consumption of live TV is decreasing, right? And that means there's a premium on live sports, particularly football so with that in mind more and more resources from a network standpoint are going to be poured into football at the nfl and the college level which means the revenue is going to continue to grow with that in mind let's just think about how delayed the ncaa has been in acting on things that are that are inevitable nil transfer portal the ncaa has done a poor job of getting ahead of issues to me jim is starting this conversation and to me on a long enough time time scale doug this is going to be multiple, multiple billion dollars a year. That means there is going to be a union at some point, and revenue share conversations are only going to pick up. So, if I'm in a leadership position and I have a, I have a say in this, I'm getting ahead of this conversation, and I'm going to try to get a fair deal struck in place that's going to allow these players to feel good. It, both sides feel good about it, but get ahead of it be proactive and not reactive. I do think, you know, even if it's 15 20 years from now there will be a revenue share with the football players and the TV networks.
4: Yeah, but the real I mean the reality of it the 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 true professionalization of it changes so much and honestly I don't think for the better for the players. I mean I just don't uh, because it will I mean look the 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 big issue and you tell me I mean you you cover it I do as well but it's The portal combined with the NIL, where it's not like professional sports. You don't have a multi-year contract. You can go one place and then you go another place where you can get a higher bidder or more opportunity next year. And you bounce from place to place. That's what's kind of upset the industry. They're already getting compensated. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you take from the revenue that's generated from the TV money, then... That means the Olympic sports fall by the wayside. That means so many other things that revenue is used for fall by the wayside. And that's when you fight the diversity and inclusion. Title IX aspect of it is you're Robin Peter to pay Paul. Um, I, I think, and, but the big thing is like, it sounds great to say you want to be pros, but now they're going to get taxed on everything. And uh, that, that eliminates the, the sports tax loophole, which currently exists.
3: But look, they're getting taxed on NIL anyways, right? That, 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 those are issues to me that are minor in this. And I agree with you from the Olympic sports standpoint, but I also know this. Football is the revenue-generating sport. And, and frankly, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you that this is going to negatively affect people. But when we talk about the truth of the reality that the, the revenue that's being brought in is going to boom exponentially... This conversation is going to heat up further. The players are going to sit here and say, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. How are we bringing in nine, ten figures a year, and we're not getting any single piece of this, right? The, the, the conversation is going to increase. Again, I just think it's inevitable. Jake, that. They, are,
4: they are getting a piece of
3: it. Not of the I, TV deals.
4: I mean, where the money comes from, Does that? how does that actually matter, right? I mean, and and, and like, look, if you want to do based upon profits, they're going to do the same thing that they're going to do the same thing that the NFL does. Well, they'll bury the profits and make it just revenue that's spent and talk about it it will end up worse, not better. If you make them employees, that means they can be fired far more easily. And I know they can be run off now, but it will it will be the opposite of the intended effect. And like what's Yeah, go ahead.
3: Those are all fair points. Those are all fair points. But I don't think that that's going to prevent this conversation from heating up. And no, in, I, I in
4: look. Fact, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
3: Listen, I, we talk about the transfer portal, and we talk about how that, you know, guys can just jump ship. Well, you know, revenue share can actually help some of that. Because if you're sharing in the revenue, then you, you kind of, you have to earn that money, right? So maybe that can sit here. There, there's a good side to this, too. You bring up fair points, but there's a good side of this to say, hey, listen, guys, you want to share in a pot of the revenue, well, you can't just transfer every single year. That's going to hurt your financial gain. And guys are getting paid right now, but it's NIL. And frankly, th- this is a whole subjective thing. Who's to say I can't pay you $10,000 per autograph you sign, right? The boosters are getting involved in it. We all know what it is. Now, the revenue share is a percentage of the revenue generated through TV deals. That is something separate from NIL.
4: It, it, it completely is. Um, Ohio State named a quarterback. He happened to be Marvin Harrison Jr.'s high school quarterback. Um, as a Michigan guy, what do you think about that team in the South?
3: Well, I'm excited to see this team take on the challenge. You know, I, I never beat Ohio State when I was playing, so it's a it's a new time uh, really in the Big Ten Conference where Michigan is the unchallenged favorite pick to win the conference this year, and I think rightfully so. That means how does Ohio State respond this year and we ju- as you just mentioned there, Kyle McCord's the starter. This dude has experience. He's been in the system. Here's what we know about the Buckeye system. Going back to JT Barrett, any quarterback that has been named the starter has went on to get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. The system knows how to develop great quarterback plays. so I'm not as concerned with McCord or even if it's Devin Brown that gets some, g- gets some playing time throughout the season. One thing I have my eyes on specifically is they had three offensive linemen selected in last year's draft. Any, anytime you're introducing a new quarterback, it's about the pieces around him as much as him. We know that you got you the two best receivers in college football. You have a deep running back room, so the weapons are in place. But the offensive line is there to help you establish a run game to take the pressure off you, to give you a clean pocket to take the pressure off of you. I have my eyes on that unit as much as I do on Kyle McCord. And that in mind, this schedule's tough. Notre Dame looked pretty darn good last week. And Ohio State has to go on the road. They got Penn State this year there's going to be a lot of challenges for Ohio State that we'll get to find out about the DNA of this team way before they travel to Ann Arbor to play Michigan at the end of November.
4: Um, how much pressure do you think is on, on Ryan Day? Because he's in that kind of hardball reverse situation, right? As you said you guys didn't ever beat Ohio State. That was that was the one thing he had to accomplish. They've now done it a couple years in a row. All of a sudden now Ryan Day, who is the golden boy, can't beat Michigan. What do you think the pressure is like on Ryan Day and Columbus?
3: kind of like a paradox right Doug because it's you look at that Georgia game last year they're a field goal kick away from playing in the national title and they they probably would have been national champions in my opinion last year so how do you measure that you you lost to Michigan two years in a row almost won a national championship this year but for every reason I, I grew up in Columbus I actually grew up on the east side of Columbus in a town called Pickerington so I know what Ohio State football is about you are judged specifically on that game when you play Michigan and Urban Meyer even once had a quote. He said he'd rather lose every other game on his schedule and beat Michigan than to do the opposite. And, and I don't know if he really would stand by that, but it speaks on the importance of that specific rivalry. So as good as Ryan Day's been, he'll be judged by his record against Michigan. And it's been a long, long time since Ohio State's dropped three straight. So there, there is a certain level of pressure. Definitely needs to be a certain level of urgency for Ohio State to go up to Ann Arbor and at a minimum be extremely competitive this year.
4: I'm going to ask you a question that's probably unfair, right? Because it's, I'm, I'm trying to gauge an entire conference's response. But since you work for the Big Ten Network and you cover it and you play it in it, Jake Butt joining us from the Big Ten Network. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins, The Herd here on Fox Sports Radio. What's the buzz around the league over the West Coast coming into the league next year?
3: The buzz is it's it's probably the same evenly distributed across the league as it is across the country. You have college football traditionalists that say, man, this is not good. I don't like it. What about Oregon State? What about Washington State, Cal, Stanford? What about those teams? And then you have people like myself who say, listen, just like we were talking about with the potential for revenue share expansion was inevitable this thing was set in motion years 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 ago we, we, the reigning heisman trophy winner caleb williams is playing in week zero and no one can watch him so to me it's inevitable that in mind i can tell you this doug and i know you probably agree with me at least to this point point. and i know a lot of fans that may not like it agree with me when oregon plays ohio state when usc plays michigan when UCLA plays Penn State, when Washington plays Wisconsin late in November and there's conference title game implications on the line, whether you like this move or not, we will all be tuning in with excitement to watch those matchups.
4: No question. I, I would I would guess most of the traditionalists in the Big Ten think Pac-12 is soft, right? Oh, they don't play defense. They can't come out here and win. Like I, uh, Caleb Williams, is there another level from him that you need to see?
3: The, there i he, his, he, he is he's he's phenomenal man i mean he's probably one of the best if not the best quarterback prospect we've had in a number of number of years and the question is is can he go back to back and you got to go all the way back to the 70s for archie griffin to, to go the last two time back-to-back heisman winner to me it's it's i know he's going to put up big numbers i know he's going to put up big stats in order to go back to back and avoid you know fatigue syndrome, voter fatigue syndrome, you have to do something more. I think it's less about his individual performance. Remember, they didn't go to the playoffs last year. They didn't run the table. They had some heartbreaking losses down the stretch of the season. If Caleb Williams can put up even similar numbers or slightly better numbers, and if UFC can go undefeated and run the table and find themselves in the playoffs, I think that's a strong case to the Heisman voters to say, this guy, we might have to vote him as back-to-back Heisman champion.
4: Beth it's it it's, it's, It'd be hard to see, considering how many other great players have not been able to do it, but if there's yeah. a guy that could do it, it could absolutely be Caleb williams um, what about speaking of three what speaking of in a row what about Georgia? I mean you lose Stetson Bennett, so now you have anybody who will be younger and uh, they lose more attrition to the draft, but still a loaded team in your mind likelihood of a three peat something that hasn't been done in 70 years, 80 years.
3: Yeah man, they loaded is is true at this point Kirby's got that thing like a like a well-oiled machine man. They they're, they're going to reload every single year and I think the funny part is I don't I don't understand how you can bet against them at this point. The funny thing is, is you look on some other networks and you see everybody's picking Alabama and then I saw a a screenshot of the Georgia locker room and a blasted on every single TV is that screenshot of all the analysts picking Alabama. That's just free juice man. Look, Tom Brady was the unchallenged best quarterback of all time and he still was talking about how he felt slighted when he was picked in the sixth round georgia you're the back-to-back national champions and everyone's picking bama come on man that's 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 free juice for them to go out there and, and play with a certain type of anger and play with something to prove and maybe most of all doug why i like georgia to win you know i play tight end they have the best tight end prospect best tight end in college football probably the best tight end prospect ever in brock Bowers. And me being a tight end guy, I, I give a little extra bonus for
4: that one. Uh, tight end on tight end love. Uh, pause. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's just take it in for one second. Jake Butt. Yeah. Jake, can't wait to see you uh, this fall on the Big Ten Network. Thanks so much for joining us, man.
3: No problem, Doug. Take care, man. Let,
6: let's get to Ryan Music with the news, right? No, no,
4: no, no. Turn on the news. This
5: is the Herdline News.
6: We'll turn our attention to the NFL, a curious bit of news out of Arizona where they decided to cut veteran quarterback Colt McCoy, while also confirming that Kyler Murray will start the season on the physically unable to perform list, meaning he will miss at least the first four games of the year. So the Cardinals will now be starting either fifth round pick Clayton Toon or Joshua Dobbs, who they just recently traded for. I just... Yeah.
4: I mean nothing says tanking like Clinton Toon or Joshua Dobbs. And this is not like Joshua Dobbs hate, but what? Really? It it does not feel like a recipe for success. <laughs> and it's I mean I you don't, don't think say. any Yeah, I, I I mean it's just you can't be more obvious in your tanking. And you don't have to, there doesn't have to be an investigation. It's just, it is what it is. They're trying to be bad. I, the big question to me is, if they accomplish the task of having the worst record in the league, okay, what do they do with Kyler Murray? Because it's a different GM, a different head coach than the ones that drafted him and the one that gave him the contract extension. And he, next year is the year that his new contract kicks in against the salary cap. Can they find a taker? Or do you trade away the rights to Caleb Williams, and use all of that draft equity to rebuild your team. I think it's a it's a great question, one of which I do not know the answer to. I don't know their plan. I think all of us think you draft Caleb Williams and you trade away Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray's not a terrible quarterback. He's got some flaws. He's tiny. He has been injured. When he didn't when he didn't have New Hopkins in the playoffs, he looked completely completely unnerved. But it's not like he stinks. And if you put it, if you could trade away for trade away Caleb Williams for the best, you know the best trade possible, is that an easier way to rebuild than instead of around one guy?
6: It, it feels like the answer to that question that the Cardinals are potentially looking for is, how does Kyler look when he comes back? Now we've seen several athletes come back and recover from an ACL surgery and be. Just as effective as they once were. Now, the one big difference is, outside of like an Adrian Peterson, someone who relies heavily on their athletic ability to play their position at a high level, right, right. it does take time or you're never quite the same. Yes, Tom Brady came back and won plenty and was just as effective, but Tom Brady, being a primarily pocket quarterback, didn't necessarily need the athletic twitchiness that Kyler relies upon and was actually the reason why he got hurt, that non-contact injury. So, I think that's, if I were the Cardinals, the only issue then becomes you're not going to get nearly the package you would expect if Kyler comes back, doesn't look right, and you're ready to move on. Other teams aren't going to be like, we don't want your damage good.
4: Well, the other thing that's interesting, again, is he's really been successful. He's only really played in one system. Talk about Kyler.
6: Right, right.
4: Right? He's only really played in one system. And now you bring in Drew uh, Petzing as their offensive coordinator. And he was in Cleveland the past couple of years okay, as their quarterback coach. He's never been an offensive coordinator. Matter of fact, if you go back when he was in Minnesota before he came to Cleveland as their quarterback's coach with uh, Jacob, uh, Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson last year, he was a wide receiver coach. So what kind of system do they put in, and is it one that— is even made for Kyler Murray to be successful in. All of this stuff we don't know. That's Ryan Music with the News.
3: Well,
5: that's the news.
6: And thanks for stopping by. The
5: Herdline
4: News. There's something to going all in and spending big money. But does that always lead to championships? The guy who's won the most of them in the modern era? has a differing opinion. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific
3: on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. uh, uh.
7: What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast the dynasty exchange hosted by my first round rookie picks davis dylan and josh three guys who most definitely know their stuff they're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: There's no distance too far.
2: Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic, super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbooks app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HURD. H-E-R-D. That's code HURD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
0: Gambling problem? Call.
5: and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
4: Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. It's the Hurt, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. It's funny, you know, we talk about compensating players for the TV rights deal. I saw Colin posted on the El Segundo Little League team. I just... We're all going to lose our minds, right, when the Little League players like, I ain't playing unless I get a piece of the pie. Eh. I mean, look, if we kind of break it down, you know, if we really break it down, you know, colleges, universities, they get millions upon millions of dollars, not just from student fees, but from grants and from the state, right? And they get it based upon, among other things, the students, right? None of it works without... The students being part of the process. Are we going to compensate them for their piece of the pie? I just It's a question. It is a question. Uh, I, I heard this. This is an interview with Bill Belichick. And, you know, there's lots of talk of the Patriots. And I, I don't know what this team looks like. I, I don't know what the top end of it. They're obviously going to be far, far better coached offensively. When you got Bill O'Brien, knows what he's doing, right? Been there before. Obviously, been with Alabama. He was a pro head coach. GM, his GM work got him fired in Houston. But what kept him employed was he's really good with the offense, and that's what Mac, Mac Jones needs. Now, outside the numbers, do they have the wide receivers? It appears, you know, with Ramon J. Stevenson, and now they, they go out and get Zeke. They have two good, solid running backs. Feels like we know what they're going to do, right? Run the ball, shorten the game, try and be, you know, you know, try and be fairly conservative offensively, and then try and win with their defense in a division where, you know, you have potentially high scoring offenses with the speed and you know, crazy talent that you have in Miami, and of course, all the scoring that you have in Buffalo. And the same with the Jets. It's, it's a fascinating look at different ways of doing the same thing. Okay, the same goes for the spending. Patriots are uh, almost bottom of the league, I think, 31st in cash spending, but 15th in terms of the, their cap spending. Take a listen to Bill Belichick in this interview and what he says about the, the difference in the two philosophies. Can't you create cap space by spending more cash and guarantees? So teams like the bills
2: are temporarily you can you can't you can't sustain it no, I mean, you can't sustain the twenty years of success that we sustain uh, by overspending every year without having to eventually pay those bills and play with a lesser team. do you think it is so? Possible? I think if you look at the teams that you know have done that, that's kind of where some of them ended up, you know Jacksonville back in fourteen, the Rams are going through it, Tampa's going through it now, so. Not saying there's anything right or wrong with it. It's just a different way of doing things and there's you know, there's the results for doing that.
4: Um and, and the point he makes is a good one. And, and even the Patriots, people forget now they had the they had all the opt outs after Brady left, but they also they were in a little bit of cap hell there. And that was a readjustment year. Even that year they did go seven to nine. Might have been his best coaching job. You know, all things considered. I mean, Cam Newton couldn't throw a football. He he threw for less than 100 yards in, what, three starts? And they still nearly got to 500. Kind of crazy. But it's the idea of, would you rather have a successful team for a sustainable portion of time? A successful team for a sustainable portion of time. Or, okay, or would you rather have a successful team for... Or would you rather hey, every once in a while, we're just going to go for it, go all in, and the hell with the ramifications. Like the Rams. Two Super Bowls and two, at least to this point, terrible seasons, and this one doesn't feel like it's a good season. Um, There's a healthy mix there. You can do it both ways. But I think Belichick, he's telling you and has told you over time what he believes, and maybe the point should be made that The greatest part about the Brady and Belichick marriage was that somebody convinced Brady not to take the most. And whoever did that, that's what sustained that success. Many are uh, applauding what Jim Harbaugh said. I am not. I'll explain why. Next in The Hurt.
5: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.